I have a serious question for you. Why is the world of wellness so serious? It's all about discipline, willpower, all work and no play. And to be honest, the focus seems to be much more on how we look than how we feel. These impossible standards can feel like a full-time job, but it doesn't have to. Welcome to Part-Time Wellness, the podcast where we redefine wellness and create health habits that enhance our life, not overtake it. I'm Chelsea Eithoven, a wellness coach for women with ADHD, late diagnosed ADHD or myself, and your biggest cheerleader. I believe that you can have it all. You can experience a life of fulfillment, joy, and play, along with thriving health and wellness. You can have your cake and eat it too. Why else would you make a cake? ADHDers deserve to experience the feeling of thriving, not just surviving. So together, we'll explore the world of wellness and life in general with ADHD. Don't forget to subscribe and let's dive in. We've got a lot to chat about. Welcome back to Part-Time Wellness. I'm your host, Chelsea Eithoven, and boy, oh boy, do we have a good one today. I'm so excited to share some of my epic fails with you today. Like seriously, I think some of these failures are going to probably make you feel better about yourself. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, today we're going to be talking about how failure is always a redirection, and I'm going to be sharing with you some failures that have happened since I've been the host of this podcast but I didn't share because I wasn't quite ready yet. And now I'm ready to share them. I've gleaned lots of lessons from these failures and I truly do now feel as though failure is always a redirection. It is always a benefit to me in some way, shape or form. And sometimes it just takes a little bit of time to recognize that. And we're gonna get into that today and we're gonna get into a new perspective that you can take for yourself when it comes to failure. And this is failure on a large scale. So if you epically fail something, I don't know, if you get fired from a job, if you quit something that was really big and important to you, relationships, you know, big things that maybe haven't gone the way you expected them, this will be relevant in that way, as well as down to the tiniest little moments, like saying that you were going to wake up at 5.30 a.m., and hitting the snooze button and rolling out of bed five minutes before you had to leave for work, if you felt like that was a failure and that made you feel some type of way about yourself, this episode is going to help. So I'm excited, but first let's get into the hyper-focus of the week. As always, this week, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to share this with you guys. I, (laughs) it sounds kind of weird, but my hyper-focus of the week is slushies, okay? Not like the 7-Eleven kind, although those are freaking delicious. The Coke slushies from 7-Eleven are absolutely elite. But what I'm talking about is we have been making some mocktail slushies. It has been hot as balls here in the Memphis area. It's been like over 100 degrees. So I've been making some like mocktail slushies every afternoon and they are so freaking delicious. So this idea kind of came from the fact that I was focusing on hydration for the month of June. So for the one small step method, if you've heard me talk about that before, I focus or refocus on one wellness habit a month. And I kind of just like zone back in onto that habit and try and figure out ways that I can continue to edit it and make it so that it really fits my life really well. And I just rotate through the core six wellness habits and just focus on whichever one I feel like 
could use a little loving, you know, and it was definitely hydration for the month of June, which is great because it was so hot. So because of that, I was playing with lots of different drink recipes and I saw somebody on TikTok make a slushy and it gave me the idea to try it. So my absolute favorite, we've done all kinds. We've done frozen watermelon with mint. We did peaches and basil. I put way too much basil and it tasted like green juice, which was not a win, but I think I'm going to try that one again with just a little bit of basil. But this one I'm about to share with you is our absolute favorite. It was almost like a frosé, you know? If you wanted a actual cocktail, you probably could add some rosé in this and it would be delicious. But If you just want a mocktail, something refreshing and hydrating, this was so good. So we put coconut water in the blender first, and then a few ice cubes, a few pieces of frozen mango, a few pieces of frozen strawberries, and like a few leaves of mint. And honestly, I am not a measurer. I really don't measure anything unless I'm baking. So maybe I'll make a TikTok to kind of visually show you guys the amounts if you're curious. Let me know. But Then you just blend it all up and put it in like a little wine glass. And oh my gosh, it is so freaking good. It is like a slushy and it is so perfect for a hot day for the summer. Just for a mocktail if you're like wanting a cocktail, but you're trying to lower your alcohol intake. Or again, if you're not, it'd be good with some vodka in it. Be good with some rosé, I bet. Maybe a little bit of bubbly. Something else that's fun about the slushies is there are endless opportunities. You could mix so many different fruits and herbs and just throw them in some coconut water and blend them up with some ice. And the flavor options are endless, freaking delicious. Definitely let me know if you try one. Okay. So that's my hyper focus of the week. And before we get into our main topic, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. As always, I appreciate the hell out of you. My Wiggly Wellness team, you guys are amazing. If you have a moment, please take time to rate and review this podcast. I appreciate it so, so, so much. And I also appreciate getting messages from you guys. So thank you to everybody who has sent those. And let's get into it. Failure is always a redirection. So I can't believe I'm talking about this on the air, but let's get into it. Like I said, I'm going to share with you a large scale failure that I had And I'm also going to share with you a smaller scale failure that I experienced kind of recently and share with you the experience of both of those and kind of what it was like in the moment and what I have learned from it and how it has actually benefited me to not get the thing that I want or not reach the goal that I set out to reach. So let's start with the big one, right? Let's just jump right in. So I can't remember if I ever even shared this on the air, So fall of 2021, in the spring, I applied for grad school to go back to school and get my master's in clinical nutrition and become a registered dietitian. So I applied and I got in and I was so excited. And the plan was to get my master's degree and do the internship and everything that was required to become a dietitian while continuing this business, right? So I started in the fall and I was actually just doing prereqs. I wasn't even in the actual program yet. I was just doing the prereqs for the program, which is also hilarious, but you know, whatever. So I was doing the prereqs in the fall and I very, very, very quickly realized this was not for me. Y'all, I'm not even kidding. I was like barely had started, was a few weeks in and I was overwhelmed, 
up to my eyes. I was waking up at 5 a.m. every single morning and legitimately being at my computer until sometimes 8 p.m. every day and not finishing everything and not even really hardly touching my business at all. I was just focusing on this. And I realized that, number one, this stuff is not very interesting to me, which I know is easy to say just in the prereqs, but sometimes you have just a knowing. You have a knowing, right? Once you get into something, you realize this is not for me at all. And I realized very quickly this wasn't for me at all for a few reasons. Number one, because I would undoubtedly have to quit my business to pursue this degree. So that will be three years that I would have to set the business aside just to study for grad school and just to become a registered dietitian. Now, let me start by saying, if this was the right move for me, I would have zero hesitation to do that, right? If I was passionate, if I was enjoying it, if I knew that this was going to be something that would benefit me, Absolutely. Things that I genuinely feel are right for me, I will continue with, right? But this just was not. I was having legitimate panic attacks and I've never had a panic attack before, but I'm pretty sure that's what was happening. I was like one day on the floor crying, so overwhelmed, so just like stressed and not enjoying any of the things and looking at what was to come ahead and realizing I wasn't going to enjoy a lot of that stuff either. It was a struggle. And again, I really haven't told very many people this story, especially this in depth, because I'm not going to lie. I think previously I felt embarrassed of it. I felt ashamed. I felt like I still wasn't good enough to get my shit together enough to do school well, which is something I've always struggled with, right? I struggled with school in high school and in college, and I just realized this was not for me. And it took getting into the program and starting the program to recognize this. But I felt like a massive failure. I felt like my career was over. I felt like I would never be good enough without the letters RD behind my name. And For a while, that really impacted me. I was like, gosh, you know, I don't know. It was stirring up all these other times that I had failed and those similar feelings. And I was almost just remembering what that felt like the first time around. So I've had many times that I've started things and failed or tried something, like imagined a future where that was my life, right? Like in this example where I was a registered dietitian and I was so well respected and yada, 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 you know, and I will have these dreams and I'll impulsively go for them and then I'll end up quitting or failing. I Just a couple of those. I started college for political science and I wanted to go to law school. Long story short, I failed out of college the first time around and I think this past time going back to grad school to be a registered dietitian, failing almost brought up a lot of those negative feelings that I felt that time, right? I was making that situation mean something about me, right? I made it mean that I was a failure, that I'm not able to work hard enough, that I just don't have the work ethic I should, that it's just not in the cards for me to be successful or impressive to other people. And These are all really just past thoughts that were coming back up. I held on to that guilt and shame for so long, really 
only until a couple years ago. I mean, you know, I realized there's still a lot of these feelings that were still in there that I thought I had moved past the first time I failed out of college. (laughs) So let me backtrack really quick and just give you a brief overview. So went to college to be a lawyer, failed out of school my junior year, worked at Disney in the middle times, and then went back to school for early childhood education, got a degree as a kindergarten teacher, became a health coach, quit teaching, became a health and wellness coach, and now I am doing digital courses for women with ADHD in the area of wellness and this podcast and other lots of other free resources. And I thought that a great way to enhance that would be to become a registered dietitian. And so then I tried school for that and ended up failing out. So that's just like long story short, the history, if you're really freaking confused right now. By the way, somewhere in between there, I also thought that I wanted to go to Parsons, which is a fashion merchandising school in New York City. And I did indeed apply to Parsons, get in, go up there, tour the school and realize I couldn't afford it. And so I didn't go there. So like, yes, I'm very much ADHD in case you were wondering. (laughs) So back to the present or when I was in grad school, right? I could have made the choice to make it mean all of those things that I made it mean about me the first time I failed out of college, right? That I'm a failure. I'm not going to be able to be successful. I'm not going to be able to work hard. All of these things. And I read something in a book this morning that inspired this podcast, and this is from the book Creating Money. I have the link in the show notes for you if you're interested in it. It's about, obviously, creating money and like financial mindset, but I just found this really valuable in many different areas of life. Now, this is what it says. Life is like a spiral. You will pass through every stage again and again, experiencing each stage from a higher and higher perspective. And to me, that was so interesting because it is so true. I'll be presented the same challenges or the same exact circumstances, but I notice that I'm viewing them from a different perspective. I have more information. I have a different perspective on the point of life, right? And the point of being here. And the point for me of being here is no longer to impress other people and As I passed through this stage again of failure, failing something that I really thought was going to make me feel good about myself, that I really thought was going to be good for me, I realized that I was experiencing it from a higher perspective. It took a little hindsight. I had to get out of it a little bit, but I started to notice that following this particular path of my career and going down that route was very ego-driven. It made me feel that if I was a registered dietitian, in your eyes, you as a listener, you would think that I was more credible, that without the letters RD behind my name, I felt like you would not believe that what I had to say was worthy. And for some of you, that absolutely may be true. And that's okay. I genuinely believe registered dietitians are incredible at what they do. They are a much needed career. I am not trying to say you know, nobody needs to be a registered dietitian. They have a very specific purpose. And I admire and respect so many RDs. And in fact, if you want a registered dietitian, message me and I can absolutely redirect you to one because I do think that there are many cases and circumstances in which a health or wellness coach is not appropriate and a registered dietitian is appropriate. But it is just simply not the right career path for me. And this failure reminded me of this. 
It reminded me that this particular path wasn't right for me. I am not wrong for failing that path or that circumstance. It just means that that path was wrong for me. And that's what's interesting about failure, right? Is that we have a couple options of how we can look at failure. We can look at failure as something that means something about us and our abilities and our future, right? So this means that I'm not good enough. This means that I, you know, don't have the abilities to be successful. This means that my future is screwed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this is the only way that a failure can actually hurt us is if we make it mean something negative about ourselves or about our abilities or about our future. There's another way to view this and another lens to look through it. And instead, we can choose to look at failure as a redirection, offering us an opportunity to decide if something is for us or not. And if it's not for us, we can adjust accordingly. And if it is for us, then of course we can pick ourselves up and, you know, dust off our boots, pull ourselves up by the bootstraps or whatever the hell that phrase is and keep going. And there's many times that I fail and I do choose to do that. And there's other times that I fail and I say, you know, this is a recognition that this truly isn't right. I can feel it in my heart. I can feel an inner guidance that this isn't exactly right for me. That doesn't mean I know what's right for me always when I have a failure, but it gives me the opportunity to recognize that something doesn't fit me well and I can choose. Do I want to force myself into that box or do I want to move on and find a box that fits me a little bit better? Now, going into clinical nutrition would have brought me lots of new knowledge, right? It would brought me down a spiral of in-depth nutritional knowledge. There are lots of pros to this situation. I would have had the respect of lots of medical professionals. I would be able to work in hospitals and clinical settings. I would be credentialed to give detailed nutrition advice for very specific circumstances. Um, I could work with clients with eating disorders and be able to create meal plans for specific clients with very specific nutritional needs. There's lots of benefits. But the one that I was kind of wanting from this was none of that. None of that sounds exciting to me, if I'm being honest with you. What sounded excited to me was feeling worthy. I was trying to do this not because I wanted to, not because I had the desire to work in hospitals or any of that. I wanted to feel worthy enough to do what I'm doing right now. I didn't want to do anything different than what I'm doing right now. And that is ultimately what made me decide that I'm taking this as a loss. I'm taking this as a fail and I'm picking up and going back to what I really truly feel called to on the inside. And I can choose to feel worthy as I am right now. In the end, I decided that it wouldn't serve me, right? Because it's not my passion. Looking at all the curriculum and getting started with it, I realized it would have brought me farther away from how I want to serve in this world because I don't want to give detailed nutrition plans. I don't want to create meal plans. I don't want to know every complexity of nutrition. And you know what? I don't think that serves a lot of people with ADHD either, right? I already have an education on nutrition basics, which I got when I became a health and wellness coach. And I realized that that's all I want to know for what I want to do. Because I want to help women with ADHD let nutrition be simple. If you want my nutrition advice, here, I'm going to give it to you right now. Everything that I believe and follow about nutrition. Okay, you ready? Get your pens and papers if you want it. 
Here's what you're going to do. You're going to eat food that brings you joy. You're going to work on eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full, recognizing that this won't always happen, but it's just something we're consistently working towards, recognizing those cues and following them and listening to them most of the time when it's available to us. You're going to eat an abundance and a variety of foods, again, that you enjoy. You're going to try to have protein, fat, and fiber at your meals. Again, remembering this is not about being perfect. You're eating this at most meals, not every meal. You're not beating yourself up if you don't follow this formula because it's really no big deal. You're going to eat produce that you enjoy. You're going to eat fruits and vegetables, but you're not going to turn anything into a hard and fast rule. And you're going to remember that everything that I just said is a tool, not a rule. And you're going to turn food from being a stressful and confusing thing to just be something that you enjoy and that nourishes you. Okay. And most importantly, you're also going to remember the people that want you to change how you look by eating are most likely the men who are trying to sell you their diet products, their diet books, their diet foods, their special case cereal, whatever the heck. They are profiting off of you. The people that want you to not feel good about your body are likely profiting off of you. And by the way, these are probably the same men who are also quite likely viewing your body as an object to be visually desirable to them. So they get to win twice, right? They get to take your money because they somehow have the magic solution to make you feel good in your body, quote unquote, right? So they're taking your money and then they also get to look at you like specified exactly to what they think is sexy or beautiful. How exactly are you winning in this situation, right? By hating what your body looks like when it's well-fed and when you're enjoying the experience of eating and actually eating enough food, Are you winning by constantly throwing your money at the next solution, the next diet that will hopefully get you to the thin ideal? You're literally just throwing your money straight into their pockets. So I've just changed my entire view on nutrition. I don't think there's any type of perfect nutrition. I think it's so much simpler than we think. And this rant is getting really weird and political but maybe we'll go down that rabbit hole another time. The moral of the story is what I think about nutrition is pretty basic and it's like there's no hard and fast rules and that's as deep as I want to go because that is the message that I want to share with the world. Okay, let's get back to the topic at hand. Let's get back to failure because we always have to have at least one rant. So I guess that was the one for the episode. (laughs) So essentially, I realized that I was pretty much doing the exact opposite of what I preach. As I was in school and I was trying to do this for the few weeks that I was doing it, I was using force, discipline, and I was really just like trying to force myself into this box that I don't fit into. I was trying to prove myself as worthy to myself and to you. And I realized I was going down a rabbit hole I did not want to go down and that wasn't going to benefit me or you in the long run. Had I just focused on this failure and looked at it not from a perspective that failure is redirection, but looked at its perspective that this failure means I'm not good enough, which is what I did with most other things in my life when I was younger, right? Like when I failed out of college the first time, I didn't look at it as a redirection that I wasn't supposed to be a lawyer. I just thought it meant that I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't good enough. So I guess I had to settle for something that people who aren't as smart can do, (laughs) you know? So if I would not have ever taken this as a valuable redirection for my career, and I wouldn't have realized that, you know, I don't really want to know every nuance of nutrition. 
I want to know about behavior change. The redirection that I was kind of guided back into was, oh yeah, what are the things that I can obsessively study and that I love learning about and I love sharing with you? And those are the things that are about behavior change and about the ADHD brain and about why somebody can know what to do, but have extreme difficulty doing it. And understanding why willpower and discipline doesn't work for some of us and what works instead. Understanding psychology and human behavior, not anatomy and human digestion. I like focusing on habits and the frameworks that help us create enjoyable habits with ADHD. And I genuinely don't think I would have realized this without this epic failure. Because without this failure, I wouldn't have gleaned the lesson that there is more benefit for me and the world at large to do what feels good for me, to do what comes natural, to follow my desires rather than what I quote unquote should do. And honestly, what I quote unquote should do is actually what I want to do. Woo, I know that I'm going to be having another vulnerability hangover after I post this episode, just like I did the episode a couple weeks ago about grief and the roller coaster of emotions. But you know what? I do find that those are the episodes that I get the most messages about, which is ironic. You know, somebody's just got to say it. Somebody's got to come out here and say their terrible experiences that they never want to tell other humans so that other humans can realize, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one, Right. And that is why I share a lot of personal stories and situations on this podcast with you guys is so that you feel less alone. And in turn, it's kind of interesting because then you message me and then I feel less alone. So win-win, right? (laughs) But I want to take a look at a smaller scale failure, um, one that has less big emotional ties for me and is just kind of a smaller scale failure. Now, I want to dive into this because... The only way that I've been able to accept failure as redirection on a large scale, like grad school situation, is by accepting failure as redirection on an itty bitty, tiny, day-to-day, small scale situation. Day in and day out, every time I fail or I maybe don't keep a promise to myself or just do something that in my mind is like, eh, failed, (laughs) I view it as a redirection versus a just failure that means something negative about me. And of course, let's look at a wellness habit example because this is really the essence of the episode is how you can look at this for big picture stuff, but also in really small picture stuff, this lesson can be beneficial. So a few months back, I started a walking habit in the morning. I did a little Instagram and TikTok series You may have seen it, you may have not, because the TikTok series only lasted for like four days. Um, I just let the series totally drop off, and I want to explain what exactly happened there. So I made my mind up that I was like, okay, I'm going to start walking every single morning first thing, so that way I know I'll get some movement in, right? There'll be nothing to get in the way. A bunch of people say this is a great strategy to try, and I don't deny that it works for a lot of people. I'm sure it does. But I was like, all right, this is my new thing, walking every single morning. And I was so excited about it. And I was going to like share with you guys how I started this new habit. And what happened? A week later, I realized there is no way that I'm walking every single morning, (laughs) right? I was just like, this isn't working for me. I'm no longer excited by it. 
And I stopped the habit. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Now, past me, right, if this would have happened a few years ago, my mindset would have been that I failed. And I honestly probably would have just beat myself up for it mentally. I would have just kept trying a failing strategy, right? So I would have just been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I got to get back into my walking in the morning, right? Does this sound familiar? Have you ever done this before? You start a habit, you fall off, and then you start beating yourself up and you say, I'm going to start my habit again on Monday. I'm going to start my diet again on Monday. I don't know about you, but I've said it so many times in my life. Now, instead of doing that, instead of feeling crappy about myself and trying a failing strategy, which was what I tried, which was starting a walk every single morning, that was a failing strategy for me. It didn't work for me, right? Instead, I realized that this was an opportunity for redirection. And what's funny is it was it's redirection back to something I already knew worked for me. <laughs> and I just had to have that little reminder, right? And what that redirection was, that was that I was forcing myself into a strict repetitive structure because I thought that that is what I quote unquote should do. But hello, that does not work for my ADHD spontaneity and my love of novelty and always doing different things and different forms of movement at different times of the day, right? And the habit doesn't have to be walk every single morning. What actually works better for me is for the habit to be joyful movement. It's broad, it's open to interpretation depending on the day, my energy level, my desire, I had done exactly what I knew not to do, which was to lock myself in a box that I didn't want to be in, right? The box of walking every single day, being in the same structures, being a creature of habit. When I am not a creature of habit, I am a creature of novelty. Now, luckily, I had locked myself in this box, but I am the person who had the key to get out of the box. I don't have to stay in that box that didn't work for me, that didn't feel good, that was boring, that I didn't enjoy. I tried the morning walks. I realized, yeah, maybe I could do this once a week, but not every single day. It doesn't have to be every single day to be valuable. And this failure was redirection to remember that. And also to remember some of my values as a human that Novelty is a value of mine. I like being able to have the freedom to do what I want, be able to follow my desires for joyful movement, to look on class pass and find something that inspires me, go for a walk when I look outside and see the sun is gorgeous right now, or, you know, get the urge to dance and throw on my headphones and dance whenever I feel the urge to. That is what works for me personally. Now, you may be somebody who does thrive off of that structure where you wake up and go for a walk every single morning and that's your thing. That works great too. It's whatever works for you. And that is the point, right? It's about figuring out what works individually for me and figuring out what works individually for you. Now, by the way, taking failure as redirection takes a lot of time, a lot of practice. In the Wellness with ADHD digital course that I created, we talk about this, the process of change that at first we don't even recognize like what we're doing that we don't like. It just takes time. Then we build an awareness of it. And then eventually we're able to change things, right? But it takes time. It doesn't happen right away. So don't beat yourself up if you still are beating yourself up for failures. Remember, it's a process. But here's what can help, okay? Starting to use failure as redirection. 
When you notice that you have tried something and it didn't work for you, you quote unquote failed, you can ask yourself a few questions and it doesn't have to be right when it happened. Oftentimes you will probably mentally maybe beat yourself up and feel negatively about yourself if you tried something and didn't follow through or fell off the wagon or whatever it is. But whenever you remember, you know, it could be a little bit later, go back and ask yourself a couple questions. In fact, it is really good if you do this when you're a little bit more emotionally neutral. So sometimes that is not right when it happens, but a little bit later, a few days, a few months, whatever. But whatever the situation was, you can ask yourself, why didn't this work for me? And these are great things to journal on. A lot of times putting pen to paper makes such a difference in our ability to process mentally. So why didn't this work? Does this still feel aligned, right? So I'm going to go ahead and answer these questions for myself after this when it comes to the walking habit, right? So why didn't this work? Does this still feel aligned? What did I learn about myself in this failure? What can I do next time that feels more aligned with me? Or what's a better goal for myself that brings me more to the feelings of And then you can insert whatever feelings you are desiring feeling. For me, it is joy and freedom. So I'm going to just give you an example because without hearing an example, that can sound like really woo-woo and like, okay, what? What am I supposed to do? All right, so with the walking habit, right? After I failed and it wasn't working for me, I asked myself, why didn't this work? Point blank, the answer is because I got bored. I was like, this is boring. I don't really like doing the same thing, the same schedule every single day. I really like switching it up all the time. I don't like when I start to feel trapped into this perfectly perfect little structure. I like a very loose structure with lots of options. So that's kind of why it didn't work for me. Now, does this still feel aligned? Did it still feel aligned to take a walk every morning. Honestly, no, it did not feel aligned anymore to do that every single morning. It feels aligned to do it on occasion, but not every single morning without fail. What did I learn about myself in this failure? Well, I kind of relearned something about myself. And again, that is that I prioritize and I value joy and freedom and options, right? That I just am not the type of person that enjoys having the same schedule day in and day out, and that's okay. Even if it works for most people, it doesn't work for me, and that's okay. And what it actually does is stifles my creativity, it stifles my joy, it stifles my will to live, if we're being honest, (laughs) to do the same thing day in and day out. And recognizing that about myself can allow me to choose something different. What can I do next time that feels more aligned for me? And the answer to that is to go back to what I already know. And that is just using the core six, right? And realizing that instead of picking one habit that I have to stick to all the time, just say joyful movement. And at the beginning of the week, maybe plan out different ways that I can experience joyful movement throughout the week. I love having a menu for these kinds of things. So maybe making a joyful movement menu and it has go for a walk, dance, lift weights, go to a class pass class, do YouTube yoga, follow a fitness martial YouTube dance video, or just a bunch of different options. And when I feel the urge to move my body or I want to move my body, maybe first thing in the morning, then I can pick from those options. And sometimes 
a walk's going to be aligned. And sometimes I'm going to want to throw my headphones in and dance my heart out for 30 minutes or 10 minutes or five minutes or whatever. That is what feels more aligned for me. And the last question, what's a better goal for myself that brings me more feelings of joy and freedom? And again, you would insert feelings that you want to be experiencing. A better goal is just to move my body in joyful ways multiple times a week. That's it. I work better from broad goals. And that's another thing I learned about myself in this tiny experience of using failure as redirection. I personally work better with broad goals. So instead of saying, go for a walk every single day in the morning, I work better saying a few times a week, move your body in a joyful way, because then I get to have freedom and to figure out what feels joyful to me in the moment. And that is what makes me feel alive. And that's really important to me. Now, this you guys, is what the part-time wellness lifestyle is all about. Recognizing that we kind of, in a way, are all trying to shove ourselves into this little bitty box. We all think we're supposed to fit in the same box, whether it comes to education or what our body looks like or how we do our wellness habits or our career or how much money we make or what clothes we wear or yada, yada, yada. We are growing up in a society that teaches us this is the box of what's acceptable. Fit yourself into this box. You need to change you to fit into this box to be accepted. And that's what we do. We try and force and shove and fight ourselves into this box. And sometimes we can make it into the box and then we stay in there. We are squeezed and we're uncomfortable and we don't really fit And we stay in these things that are uncomfortable and people tell us that we are good for doing this. They say, oh my gosh, you're so disciplined. That's so impressive. And we feel good about ourselves for fitting in this box that we're supposed to be in, even though we know it doesn't feel like it fits. And it's an endless struggle of fight to stay in this freaking box that is just feeling terribly uncomfortable. Again, whether that's your diet or the way that you're living your life or your views on productivity, whatever it is. But here's what you got to know, is that we have the key to get out of that box. We can choose that we don't want to be in there anymore, and we can go find another box. Or you know what? Better yet, we can create our own box that we fit perfectly inside. We can literally build a box around us with scrap materials that fits us perfectly, that we love, that just like fits like a freaking glove. It was made just for us. We love being in there. We love it. And this is metaphor has gone like so far down, but let's just like keep going with it. But where in your life are you doing something? Not because it feels aligned, right? With what you want, but because you are feeling like you have to fit in some box. You're trying to prove yourself in some way and you are failing at it time and time again. And is it possible that that failure is a redirection for something that fits you even better? Maybe there's a better box out there. Whether as you're listening to this, you're thinking of your wellness habits, you're thinking of your eating habits, whether you're thinking of anything, right? The way you live your life in terms of productivity, of sleeping in, your sleeping habits, anything. Are you doing certain things because you feel like you should or because they are truly aligned for you? And that's like such a meta question, right? But if you do feel like you are experiencing lots of failure 
in the area of wellness and you feel like this could be a sign that you have some redirecting to do, that maybe you're trying to fit yourself into a box that you don't quite fit in, I would definitely encourage you to check out the Wellness with ADHD digital course. The link is in the show notes and basically I will guide you through the process of you'll learn how to use failure as redirection. That's actually the main goal of the one small step method, which is a main concept of the course, but you'll learn how to use failure as redirection over and over again so that you can make your own comfy little wellness box that works perfectly for you. So the goal of the wellness with ADHD digital course is to help you form wellness habits that work perfectly for you. So it is specific to wellness. I know a lot of people come to me and ask questions about productivity or general ADHD things or cleaning and whatnot. The digital course is just for wellness habits because honestly, that's the thing that's my jam. Like you don't want my productivity habits. You don't want my cleaning habits. Trust me. The tips in those areas are not very good. Sometimes we hyper-focus on organization, but for the most part, you know, like we just, we're going to stick to wellness over here, right? <laughs> so anyways, check that out if you are interested. There are no rules or specific expectations at all of the digital course. Everything is just a tool, not a rule. It's more of a guide to create your very own part-time wellness lifestyle. Thank you so much for being here. I am always so happy to hear from you guys. I am always elated to get a rating and review. So I appreciate it so greatly. If you would scroll on down after this episode and leave one of those for me, I appreciate it so much. And also come say hey to me on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube. I'm at part-time wellness on all of the above. All right. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Go out there and fail, try new things, fail, it's okay, it is redirection, and it's all good. Okay, bye!